It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Time for our monthly chat with the Citizens Information Service and uh, Karen Crowley, who's Information Officer with South Munster Citizens Information, uh, joins me this morning. Uh, good morning to you, Karen. And you're very welcome. Are you busy? Or how busy are you at this time of the year with Citizens Information? Still busy. Um, constantly busy, actually. But yeah, it's fairly consistent. We're open, as you know, here in Mallow for drop-in and appointments, as well as being contacted by phone for those people who cannot come into the offices. Okay, and that's it's the same all over the country. But uh, um, uh, the phone service seems to be working really well. But you are, as now... Uh, with COVID times you weren't available for drop-ins but you're back open now with drop-ins but we're at that time of year right in the middle of the holiday season and we do hear about people who've booked flights go on holidays and for whatever reason flights are getting cancelled flights are getting uh, delayed so that's what we're going to be talking about uh, today Uh, what the type of protection that's out there for people Karen Absolutely and air passengers have specific consumer rights under European law namely EC Regulation 261-2004, which I'm sure everybody's running to, to write down. <laughs> these, these rights vary in relation to cancelled flights, long flight delays, denied boarding and downgrading. OK, so can you start by explaining the different rights a consumer has in connection to a completely cancelled flight? So if your flight is cancelled, regardless of when you're notified of the cancellation, your air carrier must offer you the choice between, one, rerouting as close as possible to the original departure time, secondly, rerouting at a later date, or a total refund of the cost of the unused flight ticket. And your other entitlements will vary then depending on when you were notified about the cancellation. So if you receive less than seven days' notice of the cancellation and you chose option one and were given rerouting, which departed no more than one hour before the original departure time and arrived no more than two hours after the original arrival time, you are not entitled to compensation from your air carrier. However, if you chose option one and were given rerouting outside of those time frames, you are entitled to compensation unless the carrier can prove the cancellation was caused by extraordinary circumstances. And it's important to remember that if you choose to be rerouted as soon as possible, then the air carrier must provide you with care and assistance whilst you are waiting on your alternative flight. And care and assistance consists of things like meals and refreshments, um, reasonable relation to the waiting time, hotel accommodation if there's an overnight stay, transport between the airport and the hotel, and two telephone calls and or emails. And now... Also, if the airline does not provide the above assistance to you and you're forced to make your own arrangements, it's really important that you retain all of your receipts as you will be entitled to reimbursement of your expenses. 
That's for people who get less than uh, seven days. And then this is where there, there's various others, depending on when you get the, the notice of the cancellation. Yes. Yeah, so if you received your notice between seven days and two weeks prior to it, prior to departure, and you had chosen option one and were given rerouting, which departed again no more than two hours before the original departure time and arrived no more than four hours after the original arrival time, you're not entitled to compensation. But if you had chosen option one and were given rerouting outside of those time frames as before, you are entitled to compensation unless the air carrier can prove cancellation was caused by extraordinary circumstances. Now, if you receive more than two weeks' notice of cancellation, then you are not entitled to compensation from the air carrier. But remember that where a town, city or region is served by several airports and your air carrier offers to reroute you to a different one, then it must bear the cost of your transport from that alternative airport to the original one or to another close-by destination agreed with you. Okay, and when you mention compensation, what are we talking about? So if a dispute arises between you and your air carrier regarding the existence of extraordinary circumstances and the payment of compensation... The matter should be referred to the appropriate enforcement body and in Ireland that's the Commission for Aviation Regulation. So it's really important to, and we would have that up on our website as well. Okay, for some unfortunate people they end up getting denied boarding of their uh, flight. They're actually at the airport. What happens there? So there's two types of denied boarding. You've got involuntary and voluntary. So involuntary denied boarding, this happens where you're involuntarily denied boarding if your air carrier refuses to allow you board your flight, even though you pose no health, safety or security risk to the air carrier, and you arrive at the airport with a confirmed reservation, the travel documentation required to complete your journey, and sufficient time to complete check-in, security and boarding procedures. So where this happens, where involuntary denied boarding occurs, your air carrier must offer you the choice between rerouting as soon as possible, rerouting at a later date at your convenience, and a full refund of the cost of the unused flight ticket. Also, if you choose to reroute it as soon as possible, then the carrier must provide you again with care and assistance while you're waiting. So again, that's the meal and refreshments, the accommodation or the transport between the airport. And if it doesn't provide the above assistance, hold on to your receipts as you will be entitled to reimbursement of the expenses. All right, and that can sometimes happen if a flight is overbooked. It can, it can. Mm. We've all heard of it. Yeah, and the yeah. air carrier in this case must also compensate you for involuntarily denying you boarding. So the amount of the compensation varies depending on the distance of your journey and the time frames within which you were rerouted. And then, of course, some people voluntarily go when it's pointed out to them that the, the, the flight is, is overbooked. Some people volunteer not to board. They do. Sometimes an air carrier will call for volunteers to surrender their seats in exchange for benefits. So if you agree to give up your seat, you are voluntarily denied boarding. And in addition to the, the benefits mentioned above, your air carrier must offer you the choice between, again, rerouting as soon as possible, rerouting at a later date at your convenience, and a refund of the full cost of the unused flight ticket. It's up to you, really, what other benefits you agree with the air carrier. But remember, if an air carrier calls for volunteers and an insufficient number of passengers offer to give up their seats, then those passengers who did not volunteer but who are refused boarding, they are still considered involuntarily denied boarding. All right. And sometimes they can... I, I know I had a, a sister-in-law who was going back to Australia and the, the very same thing happened. She ended up getting a, a return flight, first class, free. Um, oh, I take uh, that. Yeah, she did, yeah. And she only had to wait four hours or something. She said she, she took it in a heartbeat. She said it was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, um, uh, yeah, what about flights that have been delayed? 
So if your flight is delayed beyond certain time frames, the carrier should provide you with written information about your entitlements and also with care and assistance. And the time frames are as follows. So for all flights less than 1,500 kilometres, so that will be considered short haul, the delay must be greater than two hours. For European flights of more than 1,500 kilometres and all other flights of between 1,500 and 3,500 kilometres, so that's medium haul, the delay must be greater than three hours. And for all non-community flights of more than 3,500 kilometres, long haul, the delay must be greater than four hours. So if your flight is delayed by more than five hours, regardless of the length of the journey and you decide not to travel, you are entitled to a full refund. And again, the care and assistance comes into it that we discussed earlier, the meals and refreshments, the hotel accommodation, the transport between the airport and the hotel and the phone calls, faxes, emails. And how is compensation determined? So following a 2009 European Court ruling, you're now entitled to compensation if you arrive at your destination three hours or more after the scheduled arrival time, unless the carrier can prove that the delay was a result of extraordinary circumstances. And if a dispute arises between you and your air carrier, the existence of extraordinary circumstances and the payment of compensation, the matter should be referred to the appropriate enforcement body, which again here in Ireland is the Commission for Aviation Regulation. Now the important bit, which is the amount of compensation payable, this depends on the distance of the flight. So if the flight is classed as short haul, the amount payable is €250 per person. If flight is medium haul, the amount payable is €400 per person. And a long-haul flight will result in compensation of up to €600 per person. However, the amount of compensation payable in respect of non-community flights of more than 3,500 kilometres long-haul may be reduced by 50% if you arrive at your destination less than four hours after the scheduled arrival time. Yeah, and you'd be surprised, you know, because a lot of people have flight delays and a lot of people don't claim that compensation. It can all be done online. I've heard of lots of people who got their... Uh, and it was, you know, a relatively easy thing to do, uh, you know, to, to get the compensation. So if you are delayed by any of the, of the, the times we mentioned to apply, there is compensation there for you. Now, how will a consumer know if their flight is short, medium or long, I suppose, is the obvious one, particularly when there's different amounts payable on the compensation? So the law states that when calculating the distance of a flight, you must use something called the great circle method. And this method is traditionally used across the aviation sector to determine the distance between two airports. So you can view the Great Circle website where they can calculate the distance of their own particular flight and you can get that on www.gcmap.com. Now, I suppose what's really important as well as some examples of the different type of flight types. So a short haul would be something like Cork to Paris, Sharon, Shannon to Brussels, Dublin to Milan. A medium haul would be Cork to Rome, Dublin to Malta, or Shannon to Barcelona. And a long haul then would be, I suppose, with traditional transatlantic flights such as Shannon to New York, Dublin, San Francisco. Or your ones to Australia, Dubai and all of those. They're all long haul. Um, Okay, all right. Lots of information there, as always. It is available up on Citizens Information website. But just while we're talking to you, passports, and we're always saying to people, check your passports uh, before you get to the uh, airport. I'm certainly not getting that many calls in from people. Are passports getting renewed fairly efficiently and there doesn't seem to be as many delays? They are. It's not bad at the moment. I checked the DFA website because that's where you would go to check um, the turnaround time. So at the moment for online applications, a first time applicant, they're turning it around in 20 working days, which is pretty good. Mm. A simple renewal is 10 working days. And by experience, it can actually be faster. Way less. uh, I had had a friend of mine only last week applied and uh, within 36 hours it was in. Yeah. It arrived. Return back. post. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's, it's fantastic. fantastic. Um, complex renewal, then you're looking at 15 working days, but that's all for online. So if you're going to go the postal route, all types, whether it's complex, simple, first time or renewal, then you're looking at eight weeks. Okay, and and because they are pushing everyone to go online, but it it does work well. But for some of them, you have to do it by the post, but you will be waiting uh, longer. Um, Is there any other way of getting a passport? I mean, emergencies, for example. There is. It's actually called the Urgent Appointment Service. Now, this service has offices located in Dublin, Cork and London. You must book an appointment before attending the office. And there are three types of appointments and a fee will apply to this appointment service relative to how quickly you need your passport. So a same-day renewal service, these appointments can be booked three days in advance. A four-day renewal service, appointments can be booked three weeks in advance. And a five-day renewal service, and that's London only, these appointments can be booked three weeks in advance as well. And now you have the other type is, would be the emergency travel documents. So in cases of genuine emergency, a duty officer at the Department of Foreign Affairs can issue an emergency travel document of limited validity, so it might be a short time frame. And an example of emergency would be situations of substantial distress, such as the death or funeral of immediate family members abroad, urgent medical attention abroad. Or, but actually, it's also really important to note that it's not possible for an emergency travel document to be issued to minors, except in extremely limited circumstances, or to first-time applicants. And there is a charge of €110 Euros for this out-of-hours emergency service. Emergency travel documents can also be issued by Irish embassies or consulates to replace a passport that is lost or stolen abroad, something that we all fear mm. <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah, and I know during the the recent the fires uh, that happened, some people lost passports because hotels burnt down, for example, uh, and the embassies were great at issuing uh, travel documents just to get uh, the person home. So uh, the Department of Foreign Affairs are really, really good in those kind of emergencies. OK, so uh, lots of information as we give out uh, every month. Just remind listeners of how citizens' information can be contacted, Karen. So as always, if you need information from us, you can give our service a call or check our website www.citizensinformation.ie. Sometimes it's best to give us give us a ring, and we will talk through your issue with you. As always, our service is free and confidential, and you can contact us here in Mallow on zero eight one eight zero seven eight thousand or Bantry on zero eight one eight zero seven eighty three ninety. And we are always happy to take calls at any time and offer information and advice. Okay, listen, we'll talk again in the coming months. Thank you for that and uh, have a good day. Thanks a million. Bye bye. That is uh, Karen Coakley, Information Officer, South Munster Citizens Information, uh, covering North and East Cork County, working out of Mallow.